Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Cartoon Therapy or me at Cartoon Therapy or the show at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or send, go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com uh, and click on be on the show. You could buy my book. I wrote a book. It's like and I wrote and drew a book and I don't write or fucking draw, but I did both of those things and I turned it into a book <laughs> and I sell it on Amazon. So if you want to buy that book, it's like, I don't know. I think it's a funny book. You know, my guy, doctor guy, who's on my show all the time, I give him copies all the time and he leaves them on his uh, coffee table in his room because you know he fucks a lot of girls in New York so they're all like there's just always random girls in his apartment and they all love my book and they all take it and I always have to like give him more he's like he's like better than Amazon (laughs) but uh it's like a relationship book about all my bad relationships kind of funny and it'll make people feel better about their bad relationships so if you want to buy my book Go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on buy the book or some shit like whatever it says on there. You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, did I say if you want to be on the show? I did. Yeah. Um, the guy who's on my show. Oh, can you if you could write a review, write a review. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show. Uh, the guy who I have on today, he actually emailed through my me through my Facebook page. I do have a Facebook page. And he was just like, uh, you know, his name is Chris. And he talked all about like the really like kinky sort of naughty things that he does with guys on the side and he's married and I didn't know going into this call whether like this was a secret life or something that he did while his wife knew and so we talk all about that and it turns out that his wife does know okay because I I have to sort of say that now that doesn't ruin the whole story because we talk about like how you know that open relationship with his wife because he has an open relationship with her how that started uh, how that works out between them. And uh, we get into all the kind of things that he does with guys and all the stuff that he did with guys before he met her, after he met her. And then we talk a lot about, because this is what I was most interested about, because like he does like a lot of like really dirty things like orgies and trains, quote unquote, <laughs> gangbangs, maybe not orgies, like maybe gangbangs are called, with lots of guys and bathhouses and does stuff like that. And that he keeps private from his wife. And that's why I was like, I, that's a little interesting to me because like, you know, he's got this wife where he's got an open relationship. She knows he sleeps with guys yet. He keeps the real raunchy stuff to himself. And I try to get to the bottom of that on the show. Besides, uh, and besides that, we talk all about like the specific things he does, like when he had his first buy experience, 
you know, all that kind of stuff. So I think that this intro is very confusing, but I don't have time to redo another one. So I'm just going to post this shit and uh, maybe nobody listens to the intro anyway. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And they just like fast forward because I do that when I listen to podcasts. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Chris. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Chris, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You're on with me, Kathy. How are you doing today, Chris? Well, I'm great. Nice to talk with you, Kathy. Yeah, so Chris, you wrote into the show, you're a listener, right? And you have like a lot of really interesting stuff going on. And because you emailed me through Facebook, like there's your picture and your shit. Like normally I don't know anything really about my people. Like as far as like sometimes people try to send me pictures and I don't look at them. But like, you know, they send me their story and I know your story and you have a lot of stuff that you do with guys on the side. But I'm just wondering, is it a secret thing that you do? Because I see that you're married, right? So I'm just wondering if all the things am, that you yeah. told me that we're going to talk about is on the down low and a completely like secret life that you have, or is this like an open relationship? Like what's the deal? Well, we've been open in the past and I'd say right now we're about 50, 50. Um, my wife and I are both bisexual, and she's got a girl that she's had a relationship, a physical relationship and friendship with for several years, and she knows I'll, once in a while, I'll play with some uh, friends or a coworker here and there, um, but the, the kinkier stuff, the group sex, the more anonymous, the dirty stuff, I do keep to myself. How come that's so interesting? Yeah, because I was thinking like, oh, okay, so she does know. And because you have put some of the, you you put that kind of stuff more in your email, right? Like the stuff that you've done recently. And, um, but so she doesn't know about the stuff that you talk, that we're going to talk about that you told me in your email. But like, how come there's like, what's the difference? Like if she's so cool and open about everything and knows like that you're that way, like why like draw a line and become like secreted at a certain point? Like what was the why? I'd say the uh, I could sum it up with depravity. Um, <laughs> she's <laughs> she's not a fan of group sex or even really threesomes. Uh, we've had one, and you know it was fun. We both had fun, but it wasn't something that she really got off on um, having her friend and me there. Um, and so I, I chose not to really push it, or the amount of worry that would come with me meeting up with a group of men or you know, going to a, a bathhouse in a larger city. Um, so I do spare her that. And, you know, of course, be safe of everything I do. But the the more depraved, I'm not sure if she would think less of me or more. You know, our, our marriage is based on absolute love. But And, and, pretty, and a lot of honesty, I think, considering that she, like, knows that you're bi, you know that she is, you're allowed to be with other people. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so she knows that you're with guys. She just doesn't know whether you're with multiple guys. Like, is that what it is? The difference? Mm -hmm. um, as far as she knows, I have one or two friends that I play with. And one, one lives out of town. So when we go home to where we both grew up, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of expected I'll go out with him for a night and wind up at his place. Mm-hmm. Um, and not go home. So, she, And she knows exactly where you are. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, with complete understanding, of course. And occasionally, um, my, my paths in my line of work will cross with another buddy of mine who's got the same interests as I do. Mm-hmm. She knows I'll, I'll play with him when, when we do have training opportunities together. Or, um, you know, like I said, our paths cross. Uh, on a professional level. Mm-hmm. So I'd say as far as she's aware, um, one, uh, two or three consistent partners. Uh, and this has been a years long, uh, friendship and, and arrangement with those two guys, but it's the, the more anonymous, more frantic, more, um, group thing. Raunchy, <laughs> yeah. Group stuff that, that I do spare her from the details. And now let me ask you this, that raunchy group thing, all those guys that stuff, has that been going on for a lot longer than a year? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, let me get I've, a little I've been more. In... Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, what were you going to say? Well, I've, I've been into that stuff. The more, I don't want to say bondage, but definitely the, the group stuff, the raunchy stuff for, Almost as long as I've known, I like guys. Right. Okay. So that's what I, that's where I wanted to go. I wanted to go like really back in time to when you first realized that you were bi, right? Like you're just very bi, right? You know, you like mm-hmm. women, you know, you like men. And when did you figure out that you were bisexual? Do you, do you have a, like, do you remember? I, I do. And the, uh, the first encounter with the guy, you know, just, just like the girl on prom night remembers every detail. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I, I've been watching a lot of porn like all young men do and um, through high school and all that. And when I joined the army and everything, you know, it's such a masculine culture. And uh, my my porn habits, they're always straight, you know. Mm-hmm. But more and more, I was envious of the women being able to suck these big cocks and, and taste that cum and feel that hot hot mess on their face at the end. You know, every porn ends in a facial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More and more, I was envious of that. And just thinking, I wonder if I could be that that depraved and that into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a buddy of mine in my platoon, um, the platoon being like 30 guys or so, him and I lived next door to each other in the barracks. And we went on a ski trip one weekend. Um, and we got drunk and we didn't have any luck with the ladies. And, you know, just, just like a cheesy movie, we're drunk <laughs> in our beds in the hotel room. And, Doc, do you ever wonder what it's like to, to suck a guy, man? Because I'm horny. I need a, you know, I need to get off. Right. So he convinced me. Um, I don't say convinced. He gave me the opportunity. I crawled over on his bed and I sucked him off. And it was everything I wanted it to be. And, you know, I pretended I was one of those girls in porn and. You know, loved every second of it. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy, how long did you know him for? I had known him for a year and a half mm-hmm. at that point, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and like, was our it... Our friendship really started Yeah. maybe six months before that. You know, we started going out, um, day trips, hikes, and everything, just the two of us. Um, yeah, more less of a group setting and more just me and him. And then it all culminated on the ski trip. Right. 
Okay. And so like after that, like, cause a lot of times I feel like, and I say this a lot on my podcast, like and I, guys, friends of mine have said this, like after they come, they're like, Oh, you know, they just want to like, it's kind of like knocks you back into reality. And sometimes you're like, what the fuck oh, did I just yeah. do? Or who the hell are you? I'm not interested in you. You know, like, how did you feel <laughs> like that first time? Like the minute you came in, like you were back in reality and there you are with a guy and you're like your first like sort of by experience. Like, did, were you freaked out? Were you like happy? Like, how do you feel about it? Confused. Well, I want to say confused. That's so cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, n- nervous, of course. Um, right. Because I sucked in first. He was kind enough to return the favor and said, just tricked me into to me giving him a blowjob and him not reciprocating. Mm-hmm. But it was a long car ride back to, back to <laughs> the before after that. It was a long, quiet car ride. <laughs> right. Um, definitely hung in the air, you know, the, the, yeah. the night before. We both knew we both loved it. Uh-huh. So into it. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the thing was, where do we go from here? Does that mean we're a couple? Does... Um, are we romantically involved or was it just two guys, you know, hooking up and having fun? Um, right. Or was it like one just drunk experience and like never going to do that again? How, how many years ago yeah. was this? Like how far back again? I'm sorry. That was 11 years ago. I was 19 years old. Okay. So 11 years ago, so, you're 19. You have your first experience. You're totally quiet. But I then was, do you guys start doing it all the time? <laughs> well, coincidentally, and, and. The stars aligned with this. About a week later, mm-hmm. uh, our barracks got shifted around. Him and I wound up being in the same room. Right. Um, so, you know, barracks, it was two two bunks, two, like, twin-size beds, a little TV. And we shared a bathroom with another two guys in the room next two hours. Mm-hmm. So we realized that, you know, we could suck each other off. We could play around, get off, relax, be ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we didn't have to sneak around or worry about if I went to his room and his roommate came in or if he was in my room, my battle buddy came in, you know, two two guys uninvolved and unknowing what we were up to. Um, so all of a sudden, all we had to do was lock our doors. Right. Like 3 a.m., let's throw on some porn and suck each other off. Right. And so we had complete security and safety. And You had, like, hit the months. lottery, both of you guys. <laughs> oh, we did. Oh, my gosh. It was It was heaven. So did you guys just, like, go to town with each other, like, every night? Yeah, oh, we did. Uh, it was oral for months, because mm-hmm. uh, mainly that was where my interest was. Right. And usually, I had one of those four-hour-long DVDs from, you know, the $10 bin at the porn shop. Yeah. And it was, like, 100 facials. And it was all, it was all straight porn. Mm-hmm. So I'd throw that on, and, and he'd sit there, I'd get on my knees, I'd crawl up to him and just, just worship him. Um. And he would just jizz all over your face like that was your thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think Um, anybody else knew what was going on in that room? Or were you pretty much like you did on the down low and no one knew? Or was that going on a lot in the barracks? Do you think? It's a lot more common than you think. Mm -hmm. It's the open secret. Back then, we still had don't ask, don't tell. Mm -hmm. So if, if, you know, our our platoon leader, a lieutenant, um, who's honestly only a couple years older than us. um, Right. Or, you know, NCOs, the more senior guys, more experienced guys, wanted to make a big deal out of it. Potentially, we could have faced UCMJ action or been discharged. But um, how would they know? I, I, again, like if we'd been walked in on or... Right, right, right. Um, it could be serious yet, trouble. But, you know, we, we're both infantrymen. We're an infantry company, infantry battalion. There are no women assigned to that unit. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a medic here and there would rotate in and out, but... But at the time, no no women in our job. Um, our deployments, we wouldn't see women for weeks on end or men. 
So right, a, right a, like a, you a, couldn't a, go off like so. whatever and go to a bar in the town and see women. It wasn't even like no. The, if, if we got leave, if we were in the field, um, mm-hmm. just you know, stateside, hanging out, doing our normal nine to five army work, which which is more common than not. Um, you know, we could go out to the clubs and girls would be coming back to the barracks and everything. And, um, you know, it's still plenty into women. So, you know, friends would see me hitting on girls at the bar and we'd be going to a strip club. So that balance, I think really took a lot of suspicion off of us, but mm-hmm. we did get jokes like how we were best friends. We we're always going skiing together and going off by ourselves and, um, right. And were there other guys jokes, but, like boyfriend, but not like, Oh, I bet you guys fuck each other or anything like that. Not, I mean, infantrymen are vulgar, but no, no direct suspicion as far as I know, but Mm -hmm. I could be kidding myself. Maybe everybody knew and just didn't say anything. But how would they know really, if you really think about it? And how do you know how many of them were doing the same shit? You know what I mean? Like you said, it's probably, it was a lot more common than people would expect. Right. So like how many of the, those Mm -hmm. guys that were saying that were doing the same thing with their bunkmate? Well, when don't ask, don't tell did. end. I think I was in 2010 or 2011, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, Oh, that open secret wasn't even a secret anymore. Right. Um, tons of people changed their Facebook profiles and finally, like, became themselves, like, some more flamboyant mm-hmm. uh, gay man, um, you know, the, the twinks and everything. And a lot of them were masculine. Like, I remember one one staff sergeant, he had 12 years in, he was, like, the older guy in the platoon. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out he, he was fucking this 19-year-old kid, you know, in a different <laughs> unit, different rank. Right. Uh, which can still get you in trouble because of the... Uh, how did you find of, out he uh, was able to right. say that he was doing that at that time and now it was okay? Like, how did mm-hmm. you find Absolutely. out that he was with that 19-year-old? We, we'd run into couples out in the bars or going out in town, like more romantic settings, going out to dinner or, um, you know, the rumor and the gossip like, oh, hey, did you see Sergeant such and such right. was in the shower with him? And, you know, people were getting caught. It wasn't a big deal. It was the same if you brought the girl back from the club. Um privacy is next to non-existent mm-hmm. and so it wasn't really that big a deal it's like oh shit he's into dudes that's cool right um, but plus tail end of a deployment everyone's itchy everyone's aggravated just just going out of their minds with the testosterone the culture the the physicality of what we we're doing so yeah remember um, my i think you had just said that you had just listened to my episode with buzz he was a guy right that was uh talked all about what he did right while he was in the army right like all that mm-hmm. stuff and like i mean he... i i didn't make it through the whole, whole oh okay well he uh, it's okay he talked all about what went down in the showers like late at night he kind of like found out like by accident and then would just like go in there and he was saying that like you know because i asked the question like how many people do you think that were otherwise like pretty straight guys but like you know they're sort of stuck in this place they haven't seen a woman in three weeks they can't you know so they wind up letting a guy suck them off <laughs> do you know what I oh, mean yeah. like yeah. and maybe never did it again in their life and just was there like you know <laughs> I don't that's, know that's been me plenty of times right you know, oh you're straight well shit you're harder than the shower right do you mind um so you've had a lot of those guys one time deal and mm-hmm Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. You know, it's stress relief. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, how are able to focus on his job if, if, you know, I help him come. Yeah, like, I mean, you think about, like, I think guys are so, like, uh, so much, so horny that I'm like, okay, if, like, there's no girls around and, like, it's a guy, like, even if you're shit, like, you just close your eyes and think it's a girl. Like, I don't know, like, how many guys would say <laughs> yep, no? I don't that's know. exactly it. I think a lot of straight um, guys would say, oh, my God, I would never. But, like, I bet you, like, 50% of those guys would, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think all of them yeah, would. especially an over-masculine environment, like mm-hmm. the infantry. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all this gung ho machismo. Everyone wants to be a ranger. Everyone wants to be a green beret. And, uh, you know, we're working with seals a bunch and the most masculine guys. And so, so wrapped up with, with the machismo and the masculinity is mm-hmm. homophobia. But hey, I mean, a hole is a hole, a mouth is a mouth. And eventually <laughs> nobody gives a damn. I need to come. Right. Cause you're, it's kind of like probably what happens in jail. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Same shit. Uh, obviously, the power dynamic is different. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, our rank is institutionalized. Uh, but, and again, that physicality, that, that pent-up anger, and well, not so much anger, that aggression, the yeah. physical aggression. Now, you get a straight guy who's, who's convinced he's straight, but you know he needs to fuck. Mm-hmm. He will go hard. He will fuck hard. <laughs> and just... But, you know, it's the the aggression he's he's giving your ass is proving how much a man he still is. Right. Well, let me ask so. you this, because you said that it started out with your friend right in the barracks, like he's strictly mm-hmm. oral for a while. And then when I mean, are you a top or you a bottom? Or are you like pretty open to everything? Like when did it switch over that you got into that as well? I'm open. Definitely more a bottom. I've mm-hmm. talked before. Mm-hmm. I'm pickier about who I top than who I bottom for. Mm-hmm. And I'd say three or four months it was springtime. It was actually right around my birthday. I was I was about to turn 20. Uh-huh. And again, a drunken night, we went out to some chain restaurant, a bunch of us, like Applebee's or something. And, uh-huh. um, and it was before texting. We, we, were, we were sending little subtle hints and messages toward each other. And, um, we went to the bathroom, or I went to the bathroom, the urinal, and he, he just told me flat out, Blunt, I want to fuck you tonight. And it'd been, you know, we, we'd been talking about, it's like really ho-hum. He was definitely more into wanting to fuck me than I was comfortable getting fucked. Cause for me, that was still crossing a big threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, I knew I love dudes, but, but it is, is taking a big jump. Um, it is, you know, being fucked and held down and everything. Right. So kept that's interesting that bit. guys, cause I do, I have had a lot of guys on my show who like even claim that they're straight but like they'll get their dick sucked or they'll only suck dick and they think we like you know and there is like this difference i guess that makes a big difference because even like you say i mean you're like you know totally by that it was like a big thing for you to let let someone like fuck you it was, it's, it's stripping away power mm-hmm. um you know instead of like i'm on my knees willingly i'm the one sucking him off i'm the one stroking cupping licking mm-hmm. whatever but being fucked, 
I'm going to be held down and I'm going to be used by this guy. I'm not really going to have a say. Like I can, you know, if I don't like it or if it hurts, mm-hmm. I can tell him to stop. He doesn't. It's have interesting. To stop. No, I have no to... recourse. I can't afford him off of. Yeah, it's so interesting to me, though, as a woman, because it's like women are fucked all the time, right? Like, that's what we do. And it's just so interesting how, like, as a man, when you are being fucked, right, and you have that experience, most men don't have that, like, straight men don't have that experience, but, like, it, you say the way it co- feels for you or what it f- is like a, a power thing, right? Like, you lose your power in that mm-hmm. situation. And if you really think about mm-hmm. it, like, that's the what women are in all the time, right? I mean, we don't see it that way. I've never seen looked at it that way because that's the position I've always been. I don't know what it's like to do the other thing. You know what I mean? To be the one. Yeah. yeah. But right. So it's like it's uh it is interesting that you that it it comes across that way to you by being like sort of fucked that you it's the power thing. I don't know. That's just a side thing that has nothing to do with your story. <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely true. I think it's just. As men in our, our gender bound society, you know, from from day one, we're taught like we're we're more in control, we're more in charge, the head of the household, the patriarch, all that, and you you forfeit all of that, and you trade roles, and all of a sudden you're being held down and used like, you know, a toy, an object, a bitch, whatever. A woman. Um, <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> a woman. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, no, it's if, interesting. If into cross dressing. That's exactly what they're going for, and and I salute them all day long right um so you and your guy so, so he says it turns out yeah huh you've done those two but wait so he i want to get back to the story so you get you he says i'm gonna i want to do this with you and you know you decide that you're gonna do it and you go back and that's the first time that you yeah yeah i, I did have to get myself pretty drunk and mm-hmm. i'll be honest i i remember the sensation but i was too drunk to know if it felt good or if it hurt <laughs> um, I know I was way too loud because okay. he kept, he had to put his whole hand in my mouth to get me to shut the fuck up. Right. Um, because we were in the barracks, you know, we, we did have a total of four neighbors on either side of us mm-hmm. and I, I was screaming something like, fuck me or, you know. Oh my God. That's why I was like, did you guys something. ever get caught? Like, and you were doing that and no one heard, don't you think people heard that? <laughs> If if they did, they didn't say shit, and, right. and you know I thank them for that. You know it was a Friday night, I think. It was the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, so maybe they were they were fucking on their own with with women or themselves. Or right. Mm-hmm. They were out at the club still. Right. But, uh, okay. So I woke up a mess. Um, then man, the next night or a few nights later, I wanted to do it sober. So you know, stretched myself out in the shower, got ready, and the little nighttime routine we had um i'd put on that dvd or whatever we, we put on porn mm-hmm. um just really like delicious looking you know cummy porn mm-hmm. um instead of sucking them i asked if you'd fuck me again and i was ready for it i was sober we had tons of lube and it right then when he was like bottomed out with me and we got a rhythm going it's like i saw stars like oh my god this is it this is you know everything i need Right, and so you loved it, and you became the bottom at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never fucked him, never wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he asked me to, I would. Right. He did have a nice ass, but... He never asked that, you to. That relationship we had, friendship with sex, oh, man, I was the bitch, and, and it was perfect for me. 
And now, how long after that do you meet your wife? Like, I mean, so you're still sleeping with women at that time. You're not confused about your sexuality at all, right? And like you get out, I'm assuming. And then do you meet your wife or you're dating women like a wall? Did you have other open relationships or was your wife like the first relationship you had after you sort of came out and started hooking up with guys? The, my wife was the first serious relationship I right. had. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year after I started hooking up with my roommate and friend, um, my time was up. I was 21. I did my three years and I decided to go back to a state school mm-hmm. um, and actually join ROTC. And um, So I was still involved with the Army. I switched to the National Guard. And so I was the, the typical young, bright-eyed weekend warrior type and uh, moved to the dorms, which you know was a cheaper option for me. The Army would pay for housing if I was in the dorms. And right. That was a whole different environment you know is completely co-ed and no no rules no you know the most authority we had was an ra who was some you know dipshit kid even younger than me who had never been in charge of anything before right. uh, compared to my background so it was open season for me um but i met my wife like how did you meet her like like in the in that dorm thing she's she was there she we met, we had a few classes together. We had known each other for a while, mm-hmm. um, never hung out. We, we just had similar degrees, so a lot of our classes crossed over. Right. Um, and when we did finally start dating, man, I'll admit, she was a virgin. Right. Um, not adventurous, not, you know, and half my adventurous spirit just came from being in the military. Um, dated for probably six or seven months. She knew I was by right away. Uh, How'd she know? You that. told her. I, I did, yeah. She had more religious upbringing, so I wanted to get that out of the way immediately, um, just in case I'd be a huge deal breaker. I didn't want to waste either of our times. Um, but she was but open that's to pretty it. ballsy of you. Guys, a lot of guys would keep <laughs> that on the down low because maybe a lot of girls would be like not into it. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, though, if, if she wasn't into it, I wouldn't want to, to spend my time with her. Um, if there's judgmental based on like a religious upbringing or the, the idea of two men, if you think it's wrong, just a homophobia or if the physical act of actually seeing two guys fuck is gross, you know, that, that was kind of a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says a lot about the person, how open-minded they are, how, how free spirited they are. And that's important to me. Yeah, that's um, cool. I think it's great that you were able to just do, be yourself. You know what I mean? From day yeah, one. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. And you know, she was a virgin. She kind of knew, like, she had had girl crushes that, that were more dynamic than just the typical, like, oh, she's really cute or, oh, she's such a cool person. It was, it was definitely on the erotic side, but she had never pulled the trigger on that. Um, so while we dated, you know, she, she got to learn more about sexuality, bisexuality, the, the sort of road I went down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, opened up about it. And, and we didn't sleep together for a long time. Um just that wasn't something that she was too keen on. So while while I was dating her and building the foundation to our relationship, I, I backed off the throttle, didn't really play around much at all either. Oh, I was um, going to ask, like, were you screwing guys? But you didn't. No, no. Um, yeah, I wanted to focus on her because I, I had been on a few dates with a bunch of different women. Uh, most, you know, kind of into the same thing I am. Just like, let's, you know, fuck after first date and, 
it was fun and everything for a young kid like me, but I was, I was kind of getting mentally drained and focusing still on off school. I wanted something more, someone really supportive and that I could relax with at the end of the day instead of, Oh, let's go to this sorority party or let's, let's go out and hit the nightlife. Um, cause being in the national guard and trying, like I was, I was a 4.0 student in high school. I wanted to maintain that. It was a lot of work in college. So mm-hmm. it's someone that I could lounge with and not necessarily but I think it more important she, be with each other and relax and she was very accepting of your lifestyle even though she was virgin I think it's kind of weird like interesting concoction that she was like here she was oh, somebody yeah. that didn't really polar opposites yeah exactly that didn't really live out her sexual stuff at all and there mm-hmm. there you were doing all your stuff and she was you know the fact that she was open and accepting is is great considering she I hadn't really been that experienced herself. So eventually I'm assuming you guys have sex. And what you didn't you said you didn't really make your relationship open till recently, right? Or it was open and then it went like what was the deal again with the, how did the, your whole relationship with her sort of I know I remember how you said that. So, yeah. Um man, we've been married shoot, eight years, mm-hmm. seven or eight years. Right. Um, hopefully she she doesn't listen to this and realize that that I'm not exactly sure right it's um, okay. so, but we've been together about eight or nine years we got married maybe a year year and a half after we met or after we we started a relationship and you know we, we really edged into sex very slowly very conservatively um and what we did do was great she was super enthusiastic really curious to try new things and um we did get married it was no holds barred and and fast and furious we got into uh, some light bondage stuff and public sex and um you know taking videos and all sorts of toys and everything um but it was just us it wasn't open at this point um but a big hang-up of hers she knew i liked my ass being played with and she'd finger me and, and rim me and um you know we'd, we'd share toys with each other but I had always been into the like being held down and, and fucked hard and rough and all of that, you know, very masculine type stuff. And she just wasn't into that. Um, just, she is a rather like fit muscular woman. And I mean, she's absolutely beautiful, but she's always self-conscious. Like she's got large traps. She's got delts. Like she's got big arms and a lot of dresses that she wants to wear. And the, the kind of cute little, you know, army wife or whatever, just, she doesn't fit that role. And she's kind of, I want to say worked up about it. She, she's envious of that mm-hmm. the more demure woman. So putting on a rubber cock is just too visceral, a sign of like masculinity for her to really enjoy. So she wouldn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. So a year after we both graduated, um, we'd been married for maybe two years. Um, I took a year long, job with the national guard out of state uh working for a different organization but she had a job at a local bank and she was finishing nursing school um or beginning her classes so she stayed home and in, in the town we went to college in and i went to the next state over um so we were living apart for a while and we'd see each other maybe every six to eight weeks we'd travel back and forth and take turns visiting each other i had a shitty little apartment just so we could save money and um, so I was going back to our hometown a lot more often or our college town a lot more often and came up in conversation that she had been looking at women more and one really, really grabbed her attention. She was another, another nursing student, um, 
like her, very athletic, and they started going to the gym together and everything and really hang out, studying together and all that. Um, so I had pride. Um, it's like, oh, well, that's exciting. Because like every guy, two women fucking is always a turn on. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few over the course of a few months, we, we discussed it. Because um, she, she was always wondering, like, do you miss being with guys? Because I know I can't give that to you. Um, she knew I had a huge oral fetish and, so we, we eventually just said, okay, let's open it. We, we didn't use those words. Um, so you decided to have your first threesome. Let's cut to the chase, that, that right? Came, like, we opened it. What um, do you mean you opened it? So Oh, that, so that so she could she, go fool around with the girl. Yeah, yeah. She she wanted to feel out her friend a bit more. Uh, I, and I wish I could say names. It would be easier just without her permission. Um, just I'm, say the I'm other ahead. girl, right? So she she was... Yeah, the other girl. Yeah. So the two of them had... There had been a lot of innuendo, a lot of hinting, and, and the other girl was a lesbian. Uh, she wasn't curious. She had had dated women before in romantic relationships. And the idea of that was a real big turn on to my wife. Um, because she the, her friend was a more masculine... I don't want to break it down like bush lesbians and, and the soft, pretty ones. Not at all. Um, but she was the more assertive, confident type of woman. And that was an opportunity for my wife to feel more feminine, more... Um, right. So she... But let me just ask you this. Because I, I know that, first of all, you told me that you write erotica. So you're like a storyteller, right? So I just want to get to the good mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> we only have an so hour. We and we're like, like, no, no, no. We're already 30 minutes in. And I know about your gang bangs and all these things that I want to get to. <laughs> and I like... Sometimes... I, I mean, I like the backstory, you know, but I want like the... like. But, like, so she starts hooking up with this girl, right? And then yeah, you say yeah. to her, like, oh, I want to... So then does she agree that you could start hooking up with guys? And, like, at this point... Yeah, you- yeah. We agreed we could each hook up mm-hmm. with members of the same sex. She right. She could give it a shot, and mm-hmm. I, I could go back and, and play with men. Right. Um, We felt that if she hooked up with a man or if I hooked up with a woman, we'd run the risk of... of uh, more likely emotional attachments or if the other person would think it's something more than it is. That's so kind of smart, like, right? Sex hooking up. Yeah, yeah. Could keep it physical because, like, dudes, I mean, we're, we're Neanderthals. We don't need to have romantic feelings to get off. You weren't cuddling um, with these guys. Yeah. <laughs> to this day, I've never once cuddled. <laughs> right. No, um, you're depraved, remember? <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's your word. So, yeah. Yeah. We, we do that and, you know, I... I meet my friend there. Um, I actually met him on Grinder. He was another dude in the National Guard. And it's like, oh, fucking jackpot. This is perfect. He's pretty cute. He's, he's you know, pretty hung because um, mm-hmm. Grinder works in the first 10 minutes. You get a dick pic if you ask or not. And really, that's what I'm all about. So, right, right. Um, she starts hooking up with her friend, living the dream, you know, going into the hot tub with her and making out and um, going back up to the apartment and everything. And, I get to start hosting my friend and, you know, maybe a few other guys back at my shitty apartment next state over mm-hmm. and perfectly happy. You know, we, we tell each other, oh, I hooked up with a dude last night. We did this, this and this. And she's, oh, I hooked up with my friend again. But we don't get into such excruciating detail. We just say, hey, we, we gave each other blowjobs or hey, we fucked, whatever. Right. Um, and do you feel like it helped your guys' sex life? Did you guys get more horny oh, for yeah. each other? Talking about these Absolutely. stories. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the desire was still there, like to fuck my wife, you know, right. hands full of tits, eat her pussy, all of that, grab her long hair, mm-hmm. just smell her. Um, 
you know, a lot more passionate, romantic. Right. I mean, with guys that are just like sweat, loud, furious, animalistic. So two entirely different experiences. Right. Which And you enjoy both. So Oh, absolutely. So at that point, is that when you started to do the more like kinky stuff that you start, you didn't really tell her about? Or you were doing it before yes. her, right? Um, I had had, I want to say blow bangs. I've sucked two guys off before together mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. few times. Um, I want to say that was about the extent of it. Uh, Right, no gang bangs like you're going to tell us about with like five no, black guys no, that, or like <laughs> recently. Yeah. I, I climbed that peak pretty quick, though. Really, like what you mean? Uh, once you started doing that stuff, and like what? Yeah, once. Yeah. Once we did start, well, you know, once I did start fucking guys again um, or being fucked, the uh, my imagination just went wild. Um, in what I, sense? I can't remember like, at which point. Where you, because you wanted to do more and more besides just your straight stuff with your two friends. Because at that point you had one friend. Because I know you said you had like two kind of regular friends. And these are the people like she kind of knows about. And you're allowed to do these yeah, one-offs. Yeah. And yeah. it was about as vanilla as two guys hooking up and fucking can be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nothing crazy. No, no real dom-sub relationship. Just like the drill is he'll come over. We'll have a beer, hang out maybe watch some porn and I'll suck him off or we'll suck each other off or occasionally he'll fuck me. Um, But then you started to think about more kinky, like more hardcore stuff that you wanted to do. Oh, absolutely. And you thought you can't tell her about that stuff for some reason. Yeah. She was still, you know, we were open. She knew I was fucking guys. She thought it was hot. Um, She was fucking girl, but she was still, just on the the wrong side of too conservative to doesn't I, seem I conservative really to me the idea i wonder if <laughs> like you're reading her i don't know i mean i don't know her but i think like uh, she doesn't sound that concerned like i don't i don't know <laughs> well, why no, you draw the line things, yeah you know, she's obviously very liberated but I, I don't know to me again there is a big jump like oh my husband and father of my child is on his knees you know, with five guys jerking off onto him. Like but she knows that you have two guys that you're yeah. with, right? And you have these one-time things. And because, I guess it's because she was not into the whole group thing. So anyway, so you start, you start like, you start thinking of all these other things you'd like to do that you realize, like, you can't tell her, but like, you want to do it now, right? Yeah. It's like an itch yeah. you and need again, to scratch. Yeah. So you start having kind you. of a secret life. Like, I mean, it is kind of like... Not cheating. I mean, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you, what do you think she would feel like if she found out that you were doing this stuff? Like, what what do you think she would think? Or, you know, would she freak tough. out? It's it's tough to say. I think it would shock her, um, mm-hmm. the level of some of the things I've done and what mm-hmm. I do really get off on. Um, I think a better course of action would have been if I did tell her. Like, first thing, hey, these are things I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could ease her into it and everything. Totally. But maybe some red flags would have popped up. I, I don't know. Um, that's that's definitely something, in retrospect, I, I could have done or should have done. You um, could always even start now. 
Yeah, and, and that's it. Maybe I could play coy and play down. It's like, hey, this has been Yeah, like now I'm starting, yeah. Yeah, this is what I'm so. thinking of. This is what I'm into. And if she's just like, oh my God, that's gross or whatever. Like, and she shuts yeah. you down. Then you know, okay, like that's not cool. But like, I don't know. She seems like, I mean, with somebody like her, I would give it a try because I think it would be much mm-hmm. better considering that you guys are sort of like, you're at the place where you your relationship is open and you could do all these things and it's there's such honesty there and yet there's a deception at the same time. It's just like it shouldn't. I don't think it 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 shouldn't have to be. You know what I mean? I get why other yeah. people fucking lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they have a lot more <laughs> yeah, to lie. But and, like you're so maybe, honest. Like why don't you be a hundred percent honest? Mm-hmm. And maybe subconsciously, I enjoy the double life, the, the oh. kind of shock value, and a part of it is the shock value. Um, well, it makes it more naughty, and you like it, that, it right? It does, because, um, you know, now I work in law enforcement, and mm-hmm. if someone sees, you know, a, a cop or an agent or, or whoever, an officer, whatever role that is, they think, oh, straight-laced, uh, white picket fence, wife, two kids. They don't see going to a gay bathhouse and, you know, doing everything there is to do. Um, right. That that shock is is very happy for me because I do like breaking the mold. Um, but secretly, you don't want anyone to really know. You like knowing that they don't know, kind of thing, yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because it, it destroys the preconceived notions of of what people in my line of work are like. Right. And let me ask you this. I mean, because are you going to these bathhouses and this group sex, like sort of like around where you live? Like, have you ever bumped into people that you know, like, or anything like? I've I've run into coworkers not in person but definitely on Grinder, mm-hmm. um, which is always a fun surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've never like. But what about never, like at bathhouses? Like these um, bathhouses? Do you I've, go to I've ones run in your town? In gay bars. Uh huh. Um, but that's that's an ambiguous enough location where it's like, oh, I'm at a gay bar. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm looking to get fucked. It's it's a bar, you know, and and. Gay bars are always more positive environments than some dive bar where dudes are going to flex up and, and want to prove how macho they are. Right. Um, so, you know, that that's more my scene anyways. I, I, you know, get in fights all the time at work, so I don't need to get in the fight when I'm trying to have a beer and relax. So a gay bar, if I'm looking for dick or not, is kind of my default. And a lot of guys know that. Um, and they kind of do it themselves, too. But. Right, but I mean, do people, because like you're very open about this since day one, you were open with the first girl that you met and everything, like do most people in your life know that you're bi, like do people that you work with know that you're bi, or like besides your wife, like nobody else knows? Um, I'm masculine enough, and I want to say normal enough, but I'm, I'm so unassuming that if it does come out, people are surprised, but if someone asks, hey dude, are you gay or are you bi, I won't deny it, I mean, I'm comfortable who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at the point now. I'm, I'm, I've got enough time in in my line of work, where if a guy all of a sudden doesn't want to work with me because I'm into that, then it doesn't matter to me anymore. Um, obviously, I'm I'm a rookie and a brand new super junior officer in the military. You know, I'm gonna keep that hush hush just so I don't immediately have their reputation. But you know, after several years now, I do have a reputation as a hard worker and you know, relatively competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can afford to have that known about me. So, so some people I don't know. Advertise it, right? But, but people know. If someone approaches me, no, no shame. 
Right. And people, so obviously people know. So it's not like you're really sneaking around if you're going to a gay bar and someone sees you. It's not like, oh God, you're going to freak out that somebody's yeah, seeing no, you. Yeah, no, no, no. Right? Because you don't um, give a shit if people know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, maybe I'd give a shit if like my boss saw me kneeling down for four or five guys at the same time. <laughs> right. um, that That I'd have to, you know, case by case scenario. Maybe a boss or two would want in on it. That would be ideal. Yeah, but when do you start to do, like, when you start to do these group things, right? Like you say, like, kneeling down for five guys and these, like, sort of gangbangs that you've been involved with and stuff. Yeah. Like, when does, wh- how do you arrange those? How do you find those, like, when you start getting into that stuff? How do Ooh, you? Initially, that was all Craigslist. And the it was. desire for that came from just watching a lot of, like, blow bang porn and, and just, as much calm as possible. Just that—that's a big thing for me. Is oh, you're like my guy, and, Trey. Um, right. So yeah, Craigslist. Um, I had a guy on who did like you know three day blowjob. Like he just likes as much jizz in his mouth. That yeah, guy. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah. That one, I'm a little envious. <laughs> yeah, you could do the same thing. I haven't got an update for his five day one or whatever he did last, but Damn. it's pretty yeah, crazy. It's more more free time than I have. <laughs> right. Um, but so you would so, hook it up on Craigslist. Yeah, yeah, Craigslist, I you know, have a few pictures of what I wanted, you know, like screenshots from porn or whatever, and describe um, the typical Craigslist ad. I'm sure you've seen as many as I have. Um, mm-hmm. At this point, yes. Set it up in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, I, you know, I, I read somewhere, it was your, the housewife that was getting banged by a few black guys. This yeah. episode, she was saying that her yeah. fixer always shows the, the cheaper hotels and everything. I like the nice ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe not the most security conscious, like being able to be discreet about it and everything. But, you know, I enjoy the nicer hotels, kind of in the bigger cities. You know, you, you get the uh, better quality men and everything, maybe more experienced. And guys who are really into it and have done it before. Because um, I've had a few instances where it's like, hey, I'm having, you know, you want to come over to my place at 9 o'clock. You know, there's going to be another guy here. I want to suck you both off together. Right. He'll show up, be super discreet. It's like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do this until he leaves. It's like, well, that's bullshit because he knew what the deal was when I invited you over. Yeah. Um, so this way you get a lot of confident men who know what they're into and know what the deal is, and know what my plan is. Um, so first one, you know, it started with two guys at the same time and then, you know, three um, and I pulled the trigger. I had six guys. It was my first real like bukkake blow bang type thing. And um, this is why so, you're married. This this is while I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, this was maybe four years ago, mm-hmm. and it was in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there visiting some some non sexual friends, just some guys I was in the army with, and got a nice hotel off of uh, I five or the five. And put out an ad in Craigslist Friday morning when I flew in and Saturday night. Um, you know, first guy came over. We had a few beers. He, I, I chose, like, the most normal-looking dude. Mm-hmm. Um, also military, kind of knew what the deal was. And It's like, hey, man, uh, while I'm doing this, can you just, like, open the door for me as people knock so we're not waiting on people to get there and everything. So, um, so he was, like, your helper guy. <laughs> he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my assistant yeah um threw on some gay gangbang porn on the laptop turned the volume up and it was a two-room suite and, um and i just waited on my knees and he pulled his pants down nice big cock started sucking on him nice and slow and 
you know, people would knock maybe over the course of 20 minutes. Everyone was there and really went at it. Um, How many people? It was six. Mm-hmm. Six. It was four white guys and two black guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm picky. Uh, and San Diego was the place to be picky. Lots of military. So these guys were all very fit. And, and I was able to find some really nicely hung gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all get and to come on down. your face like that's your thing, they, right? They all came on my face and, you know, took some pictures, called me names, spat on my face, slapped my ass a bit, um, just fucking completely debased me. Right, and, and that's what wonderful. you're totally into, right? That was the first time? Yeah. That was like your first sort of gangbang? Would you call it a gangbang or yeah, what is it called? real group adventure mm-hmm. and there was actually no fucking... Mm-hmm. Um, but God, so much hot cum all over my face, and just looked like a complete depraved little whore, and and it was beautiful. Right. Uh, so after they all finished, you know, my my friend, the guy who's opening the door for me, held my hips up, and and I was able to come on my own face. So I had seven loads of cum. It again, it was fucking amazing. What do you mean you were able to come on your? You mean he fucked you in the ass after? What are you saying? No, he he held my hips up, so yeah. when I jerked myself off, I shot him. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> okay. So, so then you were the last but, one. Oh, interesting. I That's was, did you yeah, see that in a porn? Like you must have. Once I come, like I'll I'll still be in the mood, but but did you I see really that move? Wait, wait, did you see that move in a porn? Like I wouldn't even think of that. That whole hanging upside down, holding you so that you could come on your face. Like was that something oh, you yeah. saw? <laughs> That's like, a, I, I guess, something I, I in gay porn. I, I came up with that, but, uh, you know, I, I might do that tonight if, if nobody comes over here. So. <laughs> you do it yourself. You know how to do it. Okay. And you asked him to help you out and that's what you did. So you could come on yeah, your face last. Yeah. And then I know you just said you just did like five black guys at once. Right. So I'm assuming you've done this now a bunch of times since that was four oh, years yeah, that ago. Was, that was just opening the door. And yeah. once I did that, you know. Um, fortunately my job, I, I get to go to training events kind of all over the country uh-huh. and it's always big, big organizations that set these up. So it's like Vegas, Atlanta, New York, mm-hmm. um, just the perfect places to be playing in Atlanta personally is my favorite because it's a lot of black men. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if, just... if you want to hear about the, the gangbang, I described yeah. in our brief email, yeah. um, this I said recently, and and maybe it just seems recent. It was actually in August because Atlanta was hot as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, put out my usual Craigslist ad, and I actually didn't have too much luck on it. Uh, but you know, Grinder is like the first thing I hit when I land in the airport. Um, found man, like probably two thirds of Grinder was all these giant black guys, just absolutely perfect. This beautiful dark skin super muscular just like physically overpowering compared to me um and just upgraded my hotel room out of pocket that my my per diem didn't cover so i got a different hotel so you um, got like the place myself right no other law enforcement co-workers in the place um and then just you know i was i was as specific as possible no helpers this time you know i didn't meet anyone ahead of time mm-hmm. um just say hey, be here at you know, this time sharp, like no later, no earlier. So I'm sure a few of them ran into each other in the elevator and maybe knew what was up. Um, but within 10 minutes, everyone was there and just, I, I, I was explicit, like, Hey, I want to be roughed up. I want to be tossed around. 
you know, when you come in, I'm going or I'm going to be naked when you guys knock. But as soon as you're all here, I'm getting on my knees and you guys do what you need to do to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to be treated like a dirty little bitch. And I want to be called that and called a slut and a whore and a toy and um, spat on, slapped around, have their cock slapped across my face and just absolutely used and abused and put away wet. And they all obliged. Do you think that they, those guys were gay or married? Obliged. Like, who um, do you think shows up at these parties of yours, these little hotel shindigs? Because I remember the guy that does that calls in told me that he sees like marks from their wedding band. You know, because I'm always like wondering, oh, yeah. you know, how many of these guys are like straight guys that are doing this behind their wives' backs? <laughs> how many of them are That's, straight up gay guys? You know. Yeah, um, I'll say in this, no one was flamboyant. You know, either they're they're and quiet about it or they're straight and just like to fuck or, or whatever the situation was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some guys have worn collared shirts and, and they're very well dressed and well spoken. Others just like their pants are halfway down their ass and the do-rag and uh, some <laughs> smell like weed and you know, so, man, if I was, you know, in that line of work, you know, in, in law enforcement, I'd be arresting you right now. Instead of arresting you, you're pounding my asshole. And, but well, aren't you in that line of work? Well, not not narcotics or like a beat. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay. So you know, if if I was like walking a beat where I work, mm-hmm. you know, he he would warrant some suspicion, perhaps. <laughs> you know, it's like, where are you doing at three a.m.? Right. Um. But you know. But that's probably time, good for your place, fantasy. I'm, yeah, yeah. For your for your oh, hot fantasy, yeah. the dirtier the better. So maybe that's like a good person to have there, right? More so mm-hmm. than the clean cut guy. But maybe it's all hot. So you never have told your wife you have these. Uh, do you fuck women behind her back too? Like, what else do you do that she doesn't know about? We've I've I've been with a few couples where the guy is by, mm-hmm. um, and you know, especially if it's like a like she wants me to fuck her husband or fuck her boyfriend or you know, um, suck his cock or teach him how to suck cock. I've I've done plenty of that. Mm-hmm. I have never had a one on one with a woman. Right, be, right, okay. And so, she still um, sees her girl, right? She does. And and as far as I know, uh, unless she's a secret keeper as well, she's her friend, that original friend from nursing school. And they're, they're now nurses at the same hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the only woman my wife has ever fucked. Oh, really? Uh, does she still sleep so, with her? She's still with her? Occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once my wife was pregnant and, and we had her kid, um, you know, the usual hormones happen, like breastfeeding. There's very little sex drive. But mm-hmm. she was over quite a bit, and she's babysat for us while we go on dates. And, um, you know, being a nurse, all that shift work is, is kind of funky to get babysitters and, and stuff yeah. like that. But they've they've gone on a few girl dates here and there, um, especially now that our kid's getting older, where we can do a date night regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm working a late night or if I'm away for training with the National Guard, They'll take turns going to each other's houses, or her friend will come here and they'll have girls' night while her kid is sleeping, and um, you know, enjoy each other that way. Right. So she's still with that girl. She assumes that you're with your two guy friends, but doesn't know about mm-hmm. all this like really dirty stuff. Have you ever had like like straight on orgies where you're like getting fucked by like multiple guys, or is it always just yes. like the blowjob thing? No, no, I've I've been on a train several times. How um, how many people in that train? A train means like you're all. I mean, how does that get set up? Did you set that up, oh, or did sorry, you like, go to like, someone else's train? 
Um, a dude I work with in the National Guard is pretty heavy into kinks, and we found each other on Grindr. Mm-hmm. And it was this big conference we had. We were staying at this civilian hotel off base. Um, same rank and everything, different different areas that we work in, but we we're familiar with who each other are. And uh, when we first met, we we fucked in the stairwell of the hotel, and it was scary because we could have been caught. But he fucked me really good and loved it. And he said, "Oh, I've got some friends who would love you too." So. Later on, maybe a week after that training event ended, I drove over to where he lives, and he had a sex swing, and he had four or five friends. I honestly can't remember how many it was, but mm-hmm. um, they stretched me out, and they each took turns fucking me, and, you know, like, as soon as one guy came and pulled out of my ass, the next guy plugged me right up, and just, I went for, like, an hour and a half ride, and I was sore and red and exhausted at the end, but, you know, I was covered in cum, my asshole felt great, and you know, perfectly happy with my life right there. Right. And now let me ask you this. Do you use condoms with the, in these situations or no? Let me be honest. By and large, yes. Right. Unless I trust the guy and know him like the two guys that that I've been friends with for a long time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, my friend, I just talked about where we fucked in a stairwell. Wore a condom the first time, but we showed each other paperwork and, and we have a professional relationship well enough where I trust him. Um, so, but, but at that, that is, train situation, did you use condoms or they take it off before they come? Like, what, how, how does that work? He, he did not wear a condom. Everyone else did. Right. He came in me and okay. he was the first to go. Um, so, you know, all of his cum was in my ass and it was amazing lube along with everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I was, you know, like a cream pie type thing. But everyone else wore condoms. And if they didn't come in me, come in the condom. You know, they pull out and jerk off onto my my stomach and my chest, and right, because um, and that's what you like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and my friend who set the whole thing up and hosted, you know, we we had talked about what I was into, and he knows I have a big thing for facial, so he was scooping it up and smearing it on my face and calling me names and the typical like super dirty, filthy slut type stuff. Right, so, and that's um, your thing. Oh yeah, yeah. But let me um, ask you this: it, these other the, the more yeah. humiliating or the better, but how many of these the other guys? Afterwards, the more I'm into. The more you need to shower afterwards, the more you're into it. That should that's like your that's your motto. But wait, let me ask you this: <laughs> How many of these other guys that you play with, like, are? Because I think it's more rare that you find somebody that's like so open, open with their wife, open, you know, with being bi. So I find that most mm-hmm. of the people that I talk to, this is like a, a secret thing that they're doing on the side. So yeah, how many yeah, of these guys that you're engaging, I know about you, okay, we know your story now, but like these other guys, I don't need to hear the whole story, but like, are they all open about it? Are they married or some of them totally sh- sh- gay or are they all living secret lives and or, or are they open you know, like you are? Most of the guys I fuck, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I know they look normal enough to be a sane guy. No, but your friends, your two long-term friends. friends. Um, so the guy in the guard who set up the uh, the gangbang on me, um, he's kind of like me, I guess. Like people know he's gay, but he's quiet about it. Um, is he gay or is he bi? He's gay. He's gay. Okay, so he's yeah. gay, and he, so he's not married or anything like that. So he's like no, you no. in that. And, he, and yeah. He'll 
he'll be very vague. Like people ask, Oh, where are you doing tonight? Taking the girl out or whatever. You know, he's like, Oh yeah, I've got plans. You know, just very discreet. But again, he's not shy about it. And once you get to know him, he'll, he'll let open you know. up and say right. he's gay. Um, the other one back, back kind of where I grew up, he's had relationships with women. Uh, I've never seen like he's never brung a girlfriend, a girl he's dating out with us and a group of us go out or anything. So I don't know how serious emotionally his relationships have been, but he's definitely more undercover uh, with with fucking guys. I don't know if I'm the only one he fucks or, or how often or where he picks guys up if he does. But he's not like married like you are right Mm -hmm. no 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 most most are very single or still um flittering around different relationships Mm -hmm. you're the only one that you know of that has this open relationship where your wife knows and and you know about her yet she doesn't know about all this other stuff where does this like you said you write erotica right we're like at an hour so i'm gonna wrap it up but like you say you write Mm -hmm. erotica like how did that come out of nowhere like i mean it does not out of nowhere but like you know you're in the military now you're in law enforcement so like where does that come into play or how did you when did you start doing that um the first story i wrote was the first the first time i was with with my friend uh, on a ski trip. And from that, a lot of it is just, you know, I've always liked to journal. I like writing fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really like getting people off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've read a lot of erotica online and I always get off to it. And maybe that's some, where some of my dirty or fancy uh, fantasies come from. And so I just want to share my stories and, and, you know, maybe people like it and they get hard at it and, you know, maybe a few people will have some good masturbatory sessions reading what I write. And now where um, do, can people, like, do you do you want to plug your sort of erotica? Like, where is it? Like, can people find it? Well, I, I won't, I don't want to say out myself. I won't say the names of my stories uh, unless people specifically request whatever. Um, okay. But the, the website I've always gone for is nifty.org. Oh, okay. .com now. But Niffy, great. They're divided like gay, lesbian, bisexual, um, transgendered. But um, maybe have a dozen stories. And I don't write often. Um, I actually spent this morning writing because I have a lot of free time right now. Uh-huh. Um, but most heavily based on actual experiences, uh, actual encounters. Um, definitely a, a more in-depth look at just you know the specifics of some of the the dirtier things I've done, like going to the bathhouse or getting mm-hmm. fucked in a park bathroom, um, stuff like that, being throat fucked in the back of a bar. So you've um, done all these things. I, I have. And you write about uh, it. I do. Mm-hmm. The, the juicier stories for sure. Right. Now your wife, obviously, I would assume that your wife doesn't know about this because unless you tell her that these are made up stories, I mean, do you let her read your <laughs> that's, story? That's exactly what I do. I do have her read them, and, and again, maybe this is where my hesitation to tell her that they are true comes from. She likes them, she comments the writing, the style, all that, like, the quality of the piece, but, you know, is a little mum on the actual content of what's going on. Right. But did she ever wonder, like, she's never put two and two together? Um. Oh, well, I've described it, oh, it's therapy, like, 
you know, if I'm bored and, you know, mentally pent up or don't have a release for creativity or whatever, you know, I'll, I'll go a little off the deep end. And no, but I mean, if you were my out. guy, okay, and you were like into guys, right? And you were open about it. And I knew that you fucked guys. And then you're writing erotica and you're writing these stories about you having <laughs> all this kind of like, you know, uh, orgies and gangbangs and all this stuff that you have, bukkake parties and trains and all this stuff you've explained, like fucking guys in bathrooms in the park and I would be like, babe, like, is this what you want to do? Like, obviously, these are fantasies of yours. Like, where do these thoughts and these descriptions and all this sort of stuff come from, right? If this is what you're mm-hmm. writing to make other people hot, obviously, it's what makes you hot, right? Yeah, and, and she knows that's, that's you know, what I'm into. And I, she knows I think that's some really hot stuff. But So why um, doesn't she think that you want to do it? Like, why? I, like I don't know if she does or not. Uh, mm-hmm. She knows I'm definitely wilder than she is, but it just hasn't, we haven't pulled that thread too hard yet. Yeah. And, and I think you can that, eventually. Edge, ease her into it. And yeah. Your stories are the perfect way. Like a new idea. Then, then, you know, maybe that is a very smart, uh, pick more your, moral thing to do. Pick. I think so. I think you're pretty damn lucky that she's totally cool with what you're into i think she's super open-minded and you've been with her for a while you have a kid together i think there's like to have that the the sometimes i think like the worst thing about it would be the deception of it maybe not so Uh much what you're doing the fact that you lied to her and if it was me i'd be like why would you lie like i was like letting you be like with people like there would be you know i think that would maybe hurt her because she's so cool with you to and yeah right that she'd be like why would you lie i think that was the worst part of it not so much what you're doing you know Mm -hmm. And, and that does weigh on me you know it is uh a mental crossroads I'm at. And but I think... Because I, I love everything I do, but there is... I wish I had done... Approached it differently with her. Um, but and, I and, think you, know, you kind of like said, it I'm that she doesn't know. In the hole. No, but you also say there's a part of you that thinks it's better that she... Like, there mm-hmm. is a part of it that makes it a little bit more dirty and raunchy that she doesn't know. But I think that if you told her and she knew, it would still be just as hot i really do think you could pretend mm-hmm. she doesn't know you know and i just think it would be better for you eventually if you let her know maybe you pick like the lightest story of your eroticas and say like you know what like i'm thinking like would it be cool like would you mind if i like tried this out like in real life or is it better if i keep it a fantasy like what do you think you know what i mean and just like yeah, feel her out yeah and there's the associated risk and and you know the the thing i would change in stories is you know the story is a, a story, and even if it is heavily based on fact, like all of a sudden everything's bareback, so it's all unprotected. And right, you know, the story I've got five loads of cum dripping on my ass, and everyone's just fucking away. Um, that would be a red flag, of course. You know, being a family man, um, the I'm very risk adverse, of course. Right. Um, so I'd have to clarify, like, well, no, it's all protected. It's uh, no one trusts these people the same way I trust you. And, of course, um, because there, there would be a lot of caveats to it, I suppose. Of course, but that—that's the stuff that she would probably bring up without you bringing up. But if you bring that up first, it's perfect. You could be like, I really want to mm-hmm. do this, but of course, I wouldn't like this was a made-up story. <laughs> Look I wouldn't how proactively. I've planned this. No, you could. There's no planning. You were just writing these stories for people, but mm-hmm. you could say like, now maybe I would like to do this one thing. Of course, I wouldn't. 
I would never be so dumb to do it without the condoms because I wouldn't want anything to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think that would be cool? Like, I don't, you know. And I don't know, feel her out that way. If she said no, you could go yeah. back to, you know, you're still doing it. You're not denying yourself of anything. <laughs> I just think. Yeah, that's true. That that honestly wouldn't. Uh, what's the worst case scenario? She says no fucking either. way. And she believes she doesn't have a clue that you're doing it. You know, you still could fuck these other guys and she knows about it and everything's fine. But maybe she <laughs> says, okay, like that's fine with me. Just, you know, make sure you wear a condom or whatever, you know. And then it's okay. Who knows? I don't know. I think you should. She's the type of person that you should at least try. I think it's a lot harder for like the straight guy that calls me up that's been married to somebody for like, you know, 15 years that thinks they're like a normal straight guy, you know, quote unquote. And that he's been like blowing guys and wants to tell her that he's totally bi. You know, she has known since day one. She can't, you know, I just think, you know, you should try with her because, you know, like I said, worst case scenario. Yeah. Yeah, and and someday I will. Um, you definitely bring two tactful ways in which to do that. Yeah, um, but keep. I maybe mean, I just need a man up and and do it. Um, maybe not. You so, know, I don't know. I just I, I can't maybe, understand. It doesn't. I I I know that you say that. It like you know. I just think you know. Maybe you're doing it because it is hotter just to do it behind her back more than uh-huh. you do it because you don't think she'd understand i don't know or maybe there's some shame involved i don't know because i think it seems like because of how honest you've been and she's cool with it that she'd be okay like i i think it's like a weird line to draw uh with somebody and when you have such an open relationship where both people are by both people are sleeping with other people long-term people of the mm-hmm. same sex you know to um to keep this a secret that's just i don't know it's something it's hard for me to understand so that's why i keep harping on it but maybe i'm wrong you know not maybe i'm wrong well, and, i'm probably like wrong said, maybe <laughs> subconsciously i get off on the the deception yeah um, i think so that, that would definitely require some more introspection on my part yeah and that's a, just the physical yeah. i don't want to ruin your orgies you know with making you think <laughs> You, you I'm not, not here. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Like I don't want to be a fucking cock block into your life. I mean, you're no, no, having. I will find a way. Okay, Where cool. There is a will. There is a way. And I don't want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you probably have like 80 more stories to tell my people. You know, because I like. I mean, we're over an hour already, and I feel like it just took this long to get like sort of the whole story and some specifics of some stories. But like you just said, oh, like when I fucked in the back them in the park and when i did this and i'm just like oh we don't even have time i didn't time. mean to drop those little uh no but you could always little easter eggs yeah but we could always do a part two that's what i do with people when they have a lot more stuff because sometimes it takes me a long time to get to those like hot stories that some people want to hear you know because i'm so interested in all the other details you know like your mm-hmm. and, life and story maybe i belabor it a few like the first time and kind of set up the backstory and the army experience you know i probably drag that on but, no but that's okay but i like that stuff because plenty of on my knees sucking cock in a variety of places with a variety of men 
right uh, plenty of stories to go around have you do you know about the guys uh the maverick men do you know them talking about gay porn they're very famous in the gay porn uh thing they do they invite regular guys to come in and do have sex with them and they shoot it for porn and stuff they're called the maverick men oh, they, really? yeah and i did an interview with them you can't find it like you could find it on libsyn um if like you know because only itunes and stitcher only shows my last hundred episodes but i've done over 200 okay. episodes so uh, the one with the Maverick men is there and they uh, I interviewed them and they're like an open gay couple who fuck tons of guys and they're uh, very famous in that world. They were like regular guys who were like videotaping themselves and putting it up online and then they became super well known and downloaded and then they turned it into a thing and they're like make a lot of money doing it now and they're called the Maverick men. They're very here sexy. in New York. Yeah, you can maybe meet up with them next time you come to New York. <laughs> but anyway. I'll try and get some training in, yeah. training in uh New York. Yeah, go check them out. But also, you know, if you want to come back on and tell some more specific stories uh, whenever you want, I'd be glad to have you back on because I'm sure people would want to hear them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I'd be happy to be your guest anytime. Just just give me a shout. Yeah, we'll do it again. I'll email you about that and we'll coordinate that. But thanks for calling in and we'll talk to you again soon. Well, thank you for uh, giving me a little forum here to happily explain and get things off my chest yeah and you're going to be able to tell more stories next time <laughs> well hopefully i'll have a story tonight if all goes well oh all right well it makes my time off all right cool have fun tonight and then we'll hear about it next time on your part two well thank you very much thanks chris bye